The Fire Store, equipping protectors with passion. Every decision the Fire Store makes as a company is about its customers. As the holiday season has quickly approached, explore a wide selection of unique and practical gifts at the Fire Store's gift center. Find the perfect presence for firefighters, EMTs, and first responders today. The Fire Store's goal is to get you the gear you need when you need it at prices you can afford. Visit thefirestore.com for everything but the truck and shop its family of brands including Streamlight, MSA, Lion, Fleer, and more. Breathing in diesel exhaust fumes is like walking into a fire without a mask. Over time, those toxins lead to cancer. Protect yourself with MagnaGrip, the easiest, most reliable exhaust removal system that features a true 100% seal to eliminate diesel exhaust fumes. To get free grant assistance, Visit magnagrip.com. All right, all right. Welcome to another Fire Engineering Podcast, The Training Officer. Uh, Last year, and I think the year before, we did a little something special where I didn't bring a guest on. Um, So I want to try to keep to that tradition and, uh, you know, see if I can do a year-end perspective thing for everybody kind of what this has become as uh, my December show goes. So we're approaching the holidays, right? So anybody that knows me knows that I love the Beatles. And, uh, you know, Lennon had that that War Is Over song. And in the song, he says, so this is Christmas and what have you done? Another year over and a new one's just begun. And I love that lyric, not just because I like Lennon, but I love the lyric because it really does frame things for you. You know, we're we're approaching the end of the year. The holidays represent a time for us to try to reach out to loved ones that maybe we lost contact with. Um, Maybe also uh, enjoy time that we have. But it also represents the the closing of of the chapter, the closing of of what we've done so far. And and, and, and it's, 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 it's exciting because... We're going to start this new year. We're going to have all these new things that we're going to do. So I want to put that in perspective for, for, for you, for, for the listener and for, for the person that's watching this. So this is Christmas and what have you done? Uh, another year over and a new one's about to begin, right? So what have you done? Look back a year ago. Are you proud of where you've come? How far you've come? Are you satisfied with some of the results that have produced as a result of you putting forward that kind of work to get to where you're at or where your organization is? Are you happy and content in where your organization is? If you're a training officer, the, the very premise of this show, are you proud in the results of the people that you are responsible for and the program that you've developed as a training officer? If you're a leader, are you proud with your ability to lead? Are you proud of what you've been able to bring to the table for your organization, for your people? And if you're none of those things, but you're aspiring to do those in this past year, are you that much closer to accomplishing that goal? The end of the year is a beautiful thing because, like I said, you know, we're able to actually stop for a minute and look back and say, man, you know, like I remember as it started, we ran into this, we ran into that. So. As for me and, and, and my department, you know, our, our chief had left at the, at the beginning of last year, right, we're literally right at the very beginning of the year. 
and uh, he transferred to a different base and and, it, and this put a lot of question mark on like you know where's the organization going to go what are we going to do and uh and you know who we were going to get to replace him or how that was going to look and i thought to myself i'm not going to be pessimistic here you know this was my opportunity for us to develop a team so what did we do is we worked on building a team. We worked on putting together people in the right spots, giving people the right opportunity to, to show some growth and uh, understand the dynamics of, of some of the positions that they could possibly possibly hold in the future of the organization, right? Uh, we groomed and developed some future leaders. We gave them a chance to, to, to temporarily be leaders. And we really started to hit the ground running and, and, and build what the future is going to look like. This has not been easy because this whole time, you know, me and, and another assistant chief, we had, you know, shared some time and in being interim chief and, and, um, and, you know, and, or acting chief, whatever, without no definite answer on where it was going to land afterward, still no answer on where it was going to land afterward. But the contentment in that is we look back a year ago and our chief left. He didn't abandon us. It's just he had a great opportunity for him and, and his life, and I'm proud of him for it. But nonetheless, he left. And, uh, you know, we started a new year with no chief. So to see where we've come, we implemented a lot of new things. Uh, I wrote an article called Ask Before Task. That was based on something we did at work. Uh, we were in the middle of contract negotiations, and and we realized that, um, we weren't allowed to implement new SOPs. So we just asked before we tasked somebody and we got a lot of buy-in. The team really came together uh, and, 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 and worked hard at, at trying to push us to the next phase. The word growing pains or the phrase growing pains was very applicable to my organization this past year. And, and I have no qualms. I have no regrets. I feel like in the midst of the absence of the ultimate leader, we came together as a team and were able to move forward. We were able to put together a lot of things that made us prepared for this new year. So for my team, you know, so this is Christmas. And what have we done? Well, we, we reframed and reshaped our culture. We reframed and reshaped our image and we marketed the hell out of who we are and what we do. And we're going to continue to do that. We've increased our call volume. We've been able to, to get on more box assignments and be requested by people, you know, specially requested, specifically requested for our, our firefighters to go and perform their tasks. Our training program grew. We opened a, a training, uh, you know, area where we had buildings that we put together and the team did that together. We, we, we certified our entire team for certifications that are beyond being a firefighter, you know, ready to be next level supervisory captains or, or chief officers. I'm very proud of how this past year has gone that I'm super excited about how the next year is going to be. I'm fortunate that I'm surrounded by a great team. So I throw that out there because I want you to have that perspective, you know, another year is over and a new one's about to begin are you proud of how far you've come? Now, for the training officers, shameless plug, I got my new book, and I want to cover a top 10 thing for you 
because this will frame a lot of things for the end of the year year. This wasn't an easy thing for me to come up with. As I was writing the book, I was thinking about what are 10 specific things that you should know as a training officer in your organization. So as we're closing out the year, I want to share these with you because I want you to start these your upcoming year. So the first one's called be a student. In this business, you always got to be a student of the craft. This is an ever-evolving field that we're in. It never stops. And the reality is, is the general public is always going to call 911 and they're always going to expect us to show up on our game. They're never going to sit there and be satisfied with, well, we're not trained on that yet. Or the training officer isn't training their people because they don't even know what's coming down the pipeline. So you always have to be a student. In addition to being a student, you have to be an educator. The very nature of what you do is to educate. So as you're coming into this new year, you need to make sure that you have things in place that you're going to pass on the knowledge from when you were a student and now educate your people so that they can be properly prepared and in the know of what it is that's coming down the pipeline. You have to be an inspiration. Leadership and the training officer, we literally are in a position of influence. And by that, we have to be able to inspire people. So we're closing out this year. We're starting a new year. Inspire the people. Show them the past track record. Hey, man, look where we started last year. Look where we're at now. Inspire people to be the better versions of themselves. Inspire people to want to be part of something great. And in turn, you're going to make a great organization. Be credible. One of the biggest things that people fail in is is they read a book or they take a class or they listen to some TED Talks or some inspirational crap or whatever. And then they regurgitate it because it's a buzzword or it sounds sexy or it gets likes and shares. When you're in a position of influence, understand that if you're not credible, You're influencing people the wrong way. You're spewing out bad information. And through span of control, we know that we easily have influence and able to motivate five to seven people. So if we're doing that to seven people, we're we're spewing out bad information to seven people. And then them seven people tell seven other people that they have the span of control on. And soon enough, half the fire service is upside down and backwards because we're shitting out bad information. So be credible. If you don't know what you're talking about, I'll talk about it. If you don't know what you're doing, ask. You got to find out, find find the answer, talk to people, etc. You have to be a leader in your organization. That's the fifth one. Be a leader. By being a training officer, by being any type of officer, by being in any type of position of influence, you are a leader. People follow you because they want to do better. People will trust you to bring them to the next level. People entrust you to protect them and prepare them and develop them so that they in turn are safe when they execute their skills in the field. But also, you give them hope. You give them a reason, a purpose. You show them who they can be. You lead them to where they need to go. 
Number six is you need to be confident. There's nothing worse than an indecisive leader. When you're confident, you're able to express what it is that you're driving at. There's a fine line, but a huge difference between confidence and arrogance. If you're arrogant, it's an obvious thing. But the naysayers or the people that know that what you say is true and that you are credible, when you exuberate confidence, they'll accuse you of being arrogant. But that's not because they know you're arrogant. They know you're confident and that you're right. Don't allow those people to muck up what it is that you're trying to do. Be confident in your delivery. Be confident in in your vision and what you know the organization needs to do. Nothing worse than a guy that's got bugles on his collar that walks in a room and has his chin talking to his chest. And he's like, oh, so anyway, guys, who's going to listen to this guy? You walk in the room, you own the room. Let everybody know that you're going to bring them to where they need to go. And then in turn, you develop confidence in them and you make them future leaders. And this is just a continued process. That's what we want. This is the fire service. We deal with lives and properties. We can't have people that are indecisive and lack confidence executing skills in the field during an emergency. Number seven is, now that we talked about being confident, be humble. Sounds weird, right? Confidence, and then the next one going to be humble. But that's because you can get too confident that it turns into arrogance. Be humble. Be aware of what you don't know. Be aware that you're a human being. Be cognizant in the fact that you need the others, the people in your organization, to help bring your organization to where you see it fit. Share your vision and have that vision be a shared vision. It's not just your vision. It's a shared vision. Humility is a beautiful thing because it knocks us to our knees, but humility makes us be able to know what it feels like to fall. It establishes an awareness. In the fire service, we constantly talk about having experience, right? Experience, 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 experience. Well, that's the same as humility. That's the same as being humble. Is how do you get humble? That's through experience. You know what it feels like to fail. You know what it feels like to be wrong. You know what it feels like to not know something. And in order to be a good leader in your organization, and in order to develop people properly, and in order to be a good training officer, the person responsible for the development of others, you have to be humble enough to know you don't have all the answers. Also, by being humble, that brings us to number eight. Be resourceful. Networking is the key to success for any organization, for any leader, and for any training officer. Your willingness to talk to the people around you shows humility in the fact that you don't have all the answers, but you're willing to find someone that does. And have that person or those people or that organization help your team only get better. Far too many times do training officers and leaders draw these lines in the sand and say, well, I'm not going to tell that person that I don't know this stuff or I'm not working with them or we don't need to train with them. And What good does that do? When the emergency happens, everybody's coming together, I promise. Regardless of how you feel, that's how mutual aid works, bro. So if you're in a big city department or not, and you don't like somebody in the other battalion or if you're in a volunteer department, and you don't like somebody in the neighboring company, you get a work and fire, 
these prob- these people are probably going to show up. You should probably start training and talking to each other. They might have something that you don't know, and they you might have something that they don't know, and you share it together. Be resourceful. Number nine, be passionate. Anybody who knows me knows that I try to be as passionate as I can about anything that I do. I'm passionate about my wife and my kids, my family. I'm passionate about trying to live a great life. I'm passionate about developing others and giving them opportunities to be great. You have to be a passionate leader. You have to be a passionate training officer. You have to be passionate about developing people. You have to be passionate about educating people. You have to be passionate about the fire service. If this is just something you do, that you did it to get a t-shirt, to get a sticker, to get out of tickets or to get a job, whatever it is, right? Get out. Because you are a bad influence on others if you do stuff like that because you're not passionate for the right reasons. And lastly, is to leave a legacy. Leaving a legacy is the most important thing. When we die, if we have children, our children become our legacy and what they do in their lives kind of tells the story. When we leave the fire service, how the organization does and the people that grew after you left and that took over when you were gone, that's a living legacy that that keeps your legacy going. You don't write your legacy. You don't get to decide how it is others write it for you. However, you contribute greatly to how others will write your legacy. So if you follow those nine things and you try to start this upcoming year with an open mind in the frame of we need to continue to grow, we need to get better, and we need to try to leave it better than we found it, you are on the verge of establishing or at least securing that you leave a good legacy. Oftentimes I say, where are you going to celebrate your retirement party? In a phone booth. I know we're approaching 2024. Not everybody knows what a phone booth is anymore. But for me, I'm in my 40s. I know what a phone booth is. A phone booth fits one person. So when you leave, where are you going to celebrate your retirement party? Make sure it's not in a phone booth. So I'll end it with, we're approaching the end of the year. If you're unhappy with how things are in the moment, stop. Look back. See how things have gone. Because a new year is about to begin. It's a whole new chapter. It's a, you know, this, this, the beauty of the the new year thing is it's like people think of it as like a reset. Some people laugh at that, but if you do it the right way, It can be a reset or it can be a continuation. It all depends on how this past year has gone. I can tell you this though, approach it optimistically. If there was some pessimistic shit that went on this past year that put you in a position to think that you're ending the year on a bad note, rest assured you got a whole new opportunity with 365 more days coming up. There's a whole new opportunity for you to grow and for you to have an influence on and an impact 
on making your organization grow. So this is Christmas. What have you done? Another year's over and a new one has begun. This is Dave McGlynn. I wish you all a happy holiday season. Have a safe and beautiful happy new year. And take on that new year like a whole new chapter. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you, buddy. Good job. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year. The Fire Store, equipping protectors with passion. Every decision the Fire Store makes as a company is about its customers. As the holiday season has quickly approached, explore a wide selection of unique and practical gifts at the Fire Store's gift center. Find the perfect presence for firefighters, EMTs, and first responders today. The Fire Store's goal is to get you the gear you need, when you need it, at prices you can afford. Visit thefirestore.com for everything but the truck and shop its family of brands including Streamlight, MSA, Lion, Fleer, and more. Breathing in diesel exhaust fumes is like walking into a fire without a mask. Over time, those toxins lead to cancer. Protect yourself with MagnaGrip, the easiest, most reliable exhaust removal system that features a true 100% seal to eliminate diesel exhaust fumes. To get free grant assistance, visit MagnaGrip.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.